1: This is the Wally and Mathot show live. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark
2: Mathot. Uh, hello everybody. Welcome to the Wally and Mathot show live. Although, I don't know how the internet is going to hold up today. Math is at the cottage.
0: Uh, hey eh, Math, don't move. It's Yeah, I know. My, my internet's shit, so I apologize for everybody listening. Um I don't really know what else to say. I mean, I'm even I've got my ethernet connect, uh, cable connected here, Wally. I uh, tell you.
2: Fantastic, but you guys, no, can you, you guys appreciate hear me? It. Yeah, I know it'll be good. I just appreciate the fact that you don't ever change. That's what I like about you. Consistency <laughs> is what got to the NHL, and that is what makes this so successful. Uh, lots to talk yeah. about today, uh, as always. The show brought to you by SportsInteraction.com. Go to SportsInteraction.com/slash of thought there's still time to get in if you want to place some bets on who's going to go first overall or anything with the draft. Uh, you just won't be able to pick who the Sens will pick in seventh. That's because, as we all know that the Sens have since traded that pick along with a couple others to bring in Alec DeBrincat from Chicago, which we're going to get to. Uh, lots to talk about. Um, uh, just, Matt, uh, how you been? It's been like a month. I've been
0: good. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> aside from this auction, uh, pretty good. My back's been brutal, so I haven't been golfing or doing anything fun uh we're at the cottage uh my son caught his first fish today so that was very exciting oh but otherwise wally just just killing time i'm a professional time killer you well uh so
2: okay i got a man cold uh which i just i've been coughing for the last two days uh yeah so i i feel like the nyquil guy where it's like pam call my mom um (laughs) yes i am that guy so uh that's about it anyway uh I don't need to talk about me. We've also got to, we were hoping to have Ian Mendez on, but the whole trade with Alex is has uh, squashed that for right now. We'll see by the end of the show if he can join yep. us. I doubt it because he's on the draft floor. Uh, Bobby Ryan's going to yep. stop by later. Uh, if he could get his internet working, I'm just kidding. He's actually always well-prepared, unlike some people on the show. Uh, yeah, fair enough. So, uh, fair enough. Uh, by the way, uh, before we, and you're up in Renfrew County, or up in Whitewater County, which uh, by the way, uh, Whitewater, which has the lovely display behind me, have you tried their new beer before we get going oh, it's called okay, sunset what is that uh, it's a beach lager it is a lemon lime wow it's just a hint of lemon lime it is so good meth i'm telling you right now it may be the best that they've done uh we've been I've, drinking all those we've nice. been
0: drinking their sours i've been drinking sours here yeah. at the cottage we still have a whole bunch of them so we've been taking them up but uh i have to get into that sunsetter
2: the wham funky fresh is really good i will say that's the sour one as well uh lime kiwi sour uh, go to shopwhitewater.ca use the wham dash funky fresh coupon code 15 percent off that's what we're trying to do here we try to help you out um okay let's just get to the trade uh i was sitting here i had my show already i had like six pages of notes ready to roll through this whole draft spectacular show that we used to do and then uh, <laughs> pierre dorian goes ahead and makes this trade uh so yeah the Sens acquire Alex DeBrincat for the seventh overall, the 39th overall, and then the third pick in 2024. Are you surprised that he was able to pull this off?
0: I mean, uh, we, have to, we have to acknowledge that this was a fantastic trade with senators, right? And I know I'm probably just regurgitating everything that everybody else has already said online. In fact, the way I found out was while I was cooking dinner, and my brother spoke up here. He's also at the cottage with his family, and he mentioned the trade. And right away, I got onto my phone, Wally, and looked it up. And um, I couldn't get—I couldn't get over what we gave up. When I say we, of course, I'm talking with senators. I—I uh, I think I, I think Ottawa fleece them. I really do. I mean, you, you just acquired a forty. Well, I should say it's happened once, but it's you know, potentially here. are moving forward a forty-goal scorer. So huge pickup no, he's for a the Ottawa. I know, but you know what I mean. He's still relatively young, but for me, it's 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 simple. Yeah. It's a huge, huge win for the Ottawa Senators. So, you finally have a guy that can play with Tim Stutzla, that can put the puck at. He can also make plays. He's not a big player, uh, but but a lot of fun to watch. Very skilled, great hockey sense. Um, I think it's yeah. a slam dunk.
2: Okay, so there's a couple of things. One, we people keep saying they flee Chicago. I'm not sure about that because of the fact that you don't know if you get to Brinkett for two more years or longer, right? So he's got this year coming up where they're going to pay him $9 million. Hey, uh, hats off to the Sens. We complain a lot about them not spending. They're spending a full $9 million on this player. Uh, Number two is the next following year he's an RFA, and then he becomes a UFA. So they may only have him for two years. And so by fleecing, if they gave up three potential – prospects to get that for only two years it may not be the big fleecing but if they can sign them long term it's a huge win there are no right but i'm okay it's time to use the picks right we kept saying use the picks use all your trade assets they did it and i like i don't have any complaints really with this deal i unless they can't sign them long
0: term yeah, no, Wally, I'm with you 100 on that, and you're right. F- you, using the word "fleece" is probably a, an overreaction. It's a little aggressive. I uh, and, and you don't know what you're going to get, in, you know, moving moving down the road here. And 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 I think the big thing, though, the big takeaway, at least for me, and you'd already mentioned this point, Wally, is the Sens are spending money right now. You know, they, they went after a player, they made an aggressive move, they get their top six uh, top top six player, excuse me. And it appeases your fan base, right? So, right now, it's the best case scenario for the Sens. I'm actually excited to watch him play. I have watched him play a ton while because Chicago's been pretty well hot garbage now, this season, So, they haven't oh, exactly atrocious. grabbed my attention a whole lot. So, I mean, I couldn't really tell you, like, unlike a lot of people out there in this line of work, I'm willing to admit yeah. I don't know a whole lot about Alex Debring I don't. I mean, I know he's a really good player, I know he's a setup guy, he can score goals. But I haven't seen him play a ton, to give you an honest assessment on his game. But I do know this, Ottawa put their necks out there, they got a top six forward, and it's a huge win for the Ottawa Senators.
2: I, I agree. So, a couple of things. One, we just saw the stats put up there uh, by Alex, uh, his five seasons, in five, every season he's had, he's basically a 20-goal scorer or higher. There's one year he had only yeah. 18, but... 28, 41, 18, 32, 41. So 160 goals in 368 games. That puts yep. him, since he's joined the league, tied with Steven Stamkos for the eighth most goals in the league in that <laughs> time frame. The guy it's can pretty flat em- out score goals.
0: Yeah, I love that you brought that stat up, Boy, because that's huge. And, I mean, uh, he's doing it on a struggling team. I mean, this isn't a team where, you know, he's had some pretty good linemates, but still – I mean, you're, you're not you're not playing for the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Vegas Golden Knights or whoever else. Like you're playing on a bottom feeder right now, at least, and still producing. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. I'm more curious to see what is um, what his chemistry will be like with Tim Stutzla. I, I you know, like you don't know what you're going to get with well, these guys, but it seems like he's a very complimentary player. I mean, let's be honest.
2: Okay. But let's be he may end up but as you know, every time we go into training camp every year, we make the lines, we say he's gonna play here, and by the end, these lines don't look anything like they're supposed to, and pretty soon he's playing with right. Shane Pinto on the top line because somebody else is out of the lineup, right? Like let's right. I, I just like him being able to play, and who knows, he may be playing with Josh Norris. We like you yeah, know that no, all that stuff gets moved around. Totally agree. But I yeah, I will say and, they and, didn't and give think, up anything off the roster. Right.
0: Right. No, that's a huge one. And and I think like I said like like you just mentioned, but I was going to add to that that you've got a guy now yeah. who's relatively young. Finally, they get a player yeah. who still has a ton of juice left in him, right? Like he's not some over the hill veteran that they're bringing in as a complimentary guy that doesn't pan out. 24. It's a legitimate top 6 guy that's got some miles ahead of him. So I I don't know how else to talk about it other than I think it's a it's a it's a huge win for the Sens, and Sens fans have every right to be excited about this.
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he may be the best goal scorer, pure goal scorer that Ottawa has acquired on a consistent basis since Bobby Ryan, if I'm not mistaken. Bobby was a four-time 30-goal scorer when he joined Ottawa. Speaking yeah. of which, Bobby Ryan oh, no. <laughs> is here to join us. <laughs> the spider. That so, just, uh, didn't even know. Mr. Bobby Ryan, what do you think of this trade, by the way?
1: Uh, I
2: I guess I probably oh, haven't
1: dissected it as much as ever. Can you hear what me? What
2: did we just do to Bobby's? Oh, there you
0: go. We lost. Your we got audio. him. We're go. Go ahead, okay. Bobby. We got you. Yeah.
1: Um, I like it for a year or two, but then I don't know. Then you. Then the system gets crowded a little bit, um, and he's going to be demanding a lot of money if he's going to score thirty-five and forty again, right? So, um, yeah. But I'm... sorry about that. You gave up nothing. You essentially put. Uh, your top six is solidified what i would would i would assume so um it's just you gotta decide is he gonna be part of your core because you got you got a lot of guys waiting in the wings that want to be top six players too and um right but that's not to throw in, in the parade because you you, you add it without subtracting and you got a bona fide goal scorer, like a big time goal scorer. so I think it's a good trade
2: yeah, well, that's what I wanted I to agree. say you said is he a legit or does he fit in your top six? You can't find forty goal scorers anymore just hanging around
1: no no you can't um i guess well he immediately fits in your top six just does he fit in your top six four years from now that's that's i guess what i mean um and and at the salary and and all and then you got to convince him to stay because matthew you and i both know that's not always easy either um
2: no so 100%. you know
1: he, but but immediately your team got uh infinitely better for sure
2: well Four years from now, they'll have a downtown arena, Bobby, and then we can talk about this later in the show. Um, by the <laughs> way, ha- how have you been? I've been good, Jens.
1: Thank you. I'm uh, with the family out in Idaho, uh, enjoying, um, you know, sometimes nice weather, sometimes January weather up here. But at the same time, we're playing <laughs> lots of golf. The kids are involved in all their stuff, so uh, it's been it's been really nice up here.
2: Uh, nice. Now, do you know much about Debrincat? Uh, the player, uh, like he's five foot seven. Does the size matter at this point in the National Hockey League? Uh, he seems to do fairly well scoring 41 goals, uh, twice already in his career.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's not going to have, um, a Patrick Kane passing to him anymore, right? That'll change things a little bit. But, um, I think the, the size matters less in the East. So I think it's going to be a benefit for him. Um, it's more it's more of a run and gun style. There's less grinding teams, I think, is the best way to put it. Um yeah. but at the same time, goal scorers just find a way. It's, you know, he's a Cole Caulfield, uh, a, you know, a more mature version of what Cole Caulfield is is trying to be, I guess is the best way to put it.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh we could talk probably the whole show about Alex Dubrinket, but there's a couple other big notes going on right now. And, and we haven't even discussed them trying to bring in uh, a top 4D if that's possible. I think by the way, Claude Giroux is out of the picture, right? I don't know how you're gonna be able to afford Claude Giroux now on top of adding Alex to bring. But I don't see that. like I, that?
0: like yeah, I, I was gonna say like I don't I don't understand that move because I know a lot of people are excited about it and I, I, and I know Bobby, I know G very well too. Great dude. Um, but like you know, you've got a player, we're talking about a player now that how many good years does he have left, right? Like so would you bring yeah. him in as a mentor leadership role? Where, obviously, he can still produce. I'm not saying G can't. He's a terrific player. But you could see that his play is starting to regress a little bit. I think I'm allowed to say that. I mean, he's not doesn't have the same speed that he used to have. Yeah. It's starting to fall off a little bit. So, when you do finally get that player, like, what are you really getting, right? So, that was my concern. I know everybody was, you know, fawning over this idea that we would get Claude Giroux. But you're not getting Claude Giroux from 2010, right? Like, you're getting a different player body. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't think I ever saw the fit um, at all. I just, unless you were talking two years ago um, when you were trying to yeah. build a culture, but it seems like your culture is set now, right? Like I think you have exactly. that in place, and you you got a, you got your leadership core, um, and they'll have growing pains on that in that capacity. So there's some, yep. you know, there's some there's some stuff to, have to to having a veteran like him around, but at the same time, like he's not coming to be on your third line. Um, and he's not coming for cheap and he's not taking a discount. So I don't know where the fit was. I think I think because he owns a home or is building a home there or whatever it might be that uh, people just saw this instant connection that I think a lot of players looked at or media looked at and was like, I don't see it at all. Um, so I think there was just a lot of stuff thrown in there that was never gonna, it, I don't think it was ever gonna materialize.
2: Uh, I agree. Um, one of the things, uh, and I wanna say it's, uh, Graham does stuff in the chat said, uh, does he just benefit and you brought it up to from Patrick Kane being the guy who's passing the puck? Uh, will we see a fall off? But I will point out, I, I think he had Dylan Strome as a center in, uh, Erie. He scored 65 goals in one season in junior and he did it. I think he had 50 in the other year or something. Like the guy's been able to score, uh, Bobby, do you think that there's a fall off if he doesn't have Patrick Kane and ends up either with Tim Stutzlow or Josh Norris?
1: I, I think there's probably a little bit. Yeah. Um, And the other side of it is, um, you know, that team has been bad for a bit in Chicago now, and those two play 21 minutes a night, first power play, um, all those things like the Ottawa's power play, that first unit is good. Like you're not breaking anybody up in that unit. So what do you do? You, now you have to build another unit around him and Sanderson, um, and, and I just, yeah, I mean, his, he's gonna, he's, he's absolutely gonna fall off a little bit, um, because of that, those two factors, but at the same time, um, I, I said it once guys that guys that have scored everywhere they've been, will find a way.
0: So Bobby on that note, cause I can't, I'm not going to pretend to be a power play specialist. Everybody knows I've had his <laughs> own career what do a player like to prank at i'm glad you guys are laughing at me when it comes to a player like Kim <laughs> coming in you talk about well there's probably not really that opportunity that you'll you know we'll see that player goals or whatever do you think it really is that big of a factor like explain that goal. now that you're not going to get on and i don't know what are on the first power play unit when he was in chicago so i don't know how much that's going to affect him but can you give people a better picture on that? Like, so what are you looking at as far as production goes if he drops into that second unit? Like, is he going to only play 30 seconds of power play?
1: Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Um, you know, typically your number one, your 1A power play is a minute to a minute 25. Um and then, right. I mean, you've heard the term so many times, Matt, like when you go out there at 35 seconds, you're just killing the rest of the power play. You're power killers. Yeah. <laughs> like you might, yeah. you might get one <laughs> set up in one chance. Um, so it's yeah. always like everybody was, you know, how coaches would always be like, there's one A and one B and they're like, shut up. <laughs> like whoever starts the power play is one and whoever goes out there is killing time. Um, unless you start with a face off, yeah. you really are, you're getting a broken entry. You're getting, you know, um, all that. But like, he's played always best played in players the same place. No, you're not. No, no. Um, but he's always played where Stutzla has been. And I don't – you're not pulling Stutzla off there because he runs a pretty good unit on, on that side with, yeah. with whoever – I think it's Josh on the other. Um, so, so, you know, he's going to be getting a lot of tail end stuff, which will change – you know, but, but you know for a fact that that changes things. And, um, you know, when he had yeah. an extended slump, it was if, – if your slump happens as a scorer, you you look at the power play as a chance to break out of that um i read something today about him that he only scored four even strength goals in two months um i think it was two years ago um but he but you know that being said he was he was doing it on the power play as well so um but i don't know timmy's timmy's pretty good i don't know timmy so i don't should call him that Stutzel's pretty good down the middle so he's gonna see the puck for sure
2: uh, I should point out Alex Debrink had his 52 career power play goals, 14 of them uh, coming this year alone. Uh, he can, he can score. I, I would not be shocked. And I know Ottawa seems to have a pretty good core in their power play. I wouldn't be shocked if he finds himself on the top unit though. Like, I just don't know really, how you eh? keep a guy well, that who's coming. Who, well, who's coming off.
0: I know, but who's coming okay, off.
2: One thing that, okay. I will just, let me point out one thing. There's always injuries. Yeah. There's always, someone yeah, seems true. to be out of the lineup. And then once you – and if you get on that power play unit and you continue to score goals, is it tough to take them off? Like, do we yeah, know yeah. that everybody's coming back in the lineup and is going to be awesome? You don't know that. So you do know Alex Dabrinka yeah. can score.
1: Yeah. yeah. I. And that being said, um, if he does find himself on the first unit right out of the gate and they're rolling and somebody comes back in the lineup, yeah. like – you. Power play coaches are about the super superstitious as it gets when it comes to that. You don't, you do not <laughs> mess with a good thing when your power play is rolling.
0: <laughs> it's true. So you just Agreed don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I think um, I feel like we need to preface this, but we got to remind people we're not shitting on them at all. Like this is just, no, I think we're just looking no. at it from like a realistic vantage point, right? Like just have have a have a yeah. realist realistic expectation level going into next year. Like know that. He's not going to be catered to as much as he has been in Chicago because there'll be some better players. So I think that's, I feel like we just needed to mention that really quickly. I still think it's a fantastic trade. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a great trade. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Yep. So speaking of trades, uh, let's talk about the one that allegedly didn't happen Uh, trading Matt Murray to Buffalo with the seventh overall pick to get them to (laughs) Murray. Murray dropped the old stop sign. Nope, and then and then <laughs> he did an old Dion Phaneuf and did not want to wave his no move clause. So, uh, how does that yeah. does
0: does the room well, care next season? Let me just chime in quickly I'm, because I want be, <laughs> to be, I want to, I want to.
1: I would have been on the horn if I were him, saying, "Hey, Pierre might want to dangle me a call first because I'm not going." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Meth, have you muted Math. yourself? What is it? <laughs> why can't this show ever go well?
1: <laughs> Math, you've I, muted I yourself. Bet you, I bet you he dropped the airphone and it disconnected.
0: No, no no no, we're good. Can you guys hear <laughs> me here? Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say now, now forget about this you're forget on your about your my AirPods. video. People if people oh shit really okay hang on here you guys chat it up and i'll figure this out Uh, no you're good right now here we go here hang on Uh, there we go is that better
2: no that's even worse
0: what do you mean it's worse why can't you just
2: now you you got a big rebuild yeah
0: airpods airpods
2: I don't know how,
0: that how you made it to 13 season. Yeah. Check yes. Check one, two. Yeah. Okay. No, I was gonna say, I mean, can you blame like and, and and I saw a couple people, I saw some media people say, Well, you know, are like does Murray not want to move on? Like he wanted to leave. Does he not want to move? Yeah, listen, he was he earned that 10 team no trade. He's he's within his rights to say, No, thank you. I don't want to play in upstate New York. I'm gonna bet him right now. I mean, come on, let's be honest here. You know, there's, I had Buffalo on my no trade, no trade team list as well. And I'm not suggesting that they wanted to pick me up when I was there, but you know, it's like, if, if the guy's got a little bit of control, he's going to exercise it. Right. So like, let's just, let's For just sure. call spade a spade here.
1: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. They made my right. list every year. Every new year. <laughs> 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 uh, shit, hey, but Let, let me put it,
2: it to you this way. If, if the organization doesn't want you and you don't really want to be in that organization, although as it seems, would you not almost go
0: anywhere? No, absolutely not. Think about it, Wally. He's got a place now, right? Like he's got a nice place in Ottawa. He lives outside of town on a big property. He's got a farm property. He's got these massive dogs. I mean, he's not going to move now until something works out well. And I mean, he's, and he's trying to maximize his deal, right? Like, If he's going to, if he has any say on it, like, that's what I did. I put every team that were in the high tax bracket. They were on my 10 team no trade, all the California teams, all the New York teams and all the Canadian teams, they were all on my no trade list. So Matt Murray is exercising that it's just about winning your, your, your careers are this short, you're going to maximize every dollar you're going to try to make. So that might make people uncomfortable, but it's the truth.
2: All right, fair. Agreed. Okay. So in the room. Um, if he struggles early on, do players care that he did not take the trade? Bobby, you go.
1: I I don't think guys would hold that against him at all. Um, you know, yeah, no, no. Because I I think everybody, no matter how long they've been in the league, understands the business side of it, is is now the business side of it. And he he simply Agreed. said, I've earned that. I'm a two-time Stanley Cup champion. I earned the contract, I earned the no trade and I exercised it and um, ultimately because he's comfortable where he is and he wants to stay. So if I'm a player on the team, I'm looking at it as like, okay, he had an out. He had a chance to leave regardless of where that place was and he chose to stay. So that's how I would look at it. And I'd say, okay, um, you know, regardless of how he feels about management, right? Regardless of how he feels about management, he's still here and part of the team.
0: Yep. Yeah. You nailed it. Would you
2: guys have been upset if they had done that deal to move Matt Murray? You had to give up Ooh. your seventh,
1: and you're getting a
0: sixteenth, right? Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and you're and you're keeping 25 percent of the salary.
0: Oh, I would have been upset. I think. Like, think about it. You're 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 dumping a contract, right? And you're giving up your seventh overall pick. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a I was never good at this stuff when it came to the draft and the picks and all the trades and the business stuff, but that doesn't seem like a really good deal for Ottawa.
1: I yeah, I don't know. No, I am glad it didn't happen. Yeah. Unless an yeah. Alex the brink out comes along, you're generally you're going to keep a top ten pick. It's just you, you're getting. Yeah. You have the chance to get too good of a player down the line. Um, Agree. For me, and I I don't think this is this. I haven't. I don't know enough about this draft. I know the the high end names and then a little bit, but I don't know. Is it a considered yep. a deep draft? No, it's no. a shit draft. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Sugar coated a little man. It is.
0: Um, <laughs> no, yeah. it's a shit draft. But, yeah, but at the same
2: time, uh...
1: if you got a guy in the top ten, you you take your top ten pick. I think because if the fall off is from from yep. four to seven is bad, seven to sixteen is probably astronomical, unless you got a diamond.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: before the draft gets underway I just want to know do you guys think who do you think Montreal will pick first overall do you think they take Shane Wright or not
0: I watched I watched him play I watched so I watched Shane Wright play uh, for a game when I was doing color and Kingston was playing Uh, he was very quiet and then I watched uh, Slavkovsky play at the Worlds and he was playing with men and he looked pretty damn good if I'm Montreal, I'm probably going to take Slavkovsky. That's probably a really hot take. Uh, it's a risk. I think I think the safe pick is Shane Wright, but I think you potentially have a much more dynamic player in Slavkovsky. Again, that's based off of the short tournament that I watched yeah. him play in. Uh, he didn't wow me per se, but as I mentioned, it's a shit draft.
1: Yeah, I um, uh, I'm taking I'm taking Slavkovsky as well. Um, Again, Shane right, I I always hesitate to uh, because he's obviously going to be a top three pick no matter what. But the expectations they've yeah. been on that kid for so long that maybe like yeah. maybe maybe they finally maybe he finally got to his draft year and coasted a little bit. That, right, that's like maybe he's like okay, it's just it's it's been enough. I'm ready to take the next step, and um, right. I don't want to maybe complacency set in. I don't know. But I watched that kid yeah. at the Olympics. The other kids, um, Slavskowski, in in some of the games, and and he was he was a man amongst men. Like he 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 controlled the ice of a few games that I saw. So I I was really oh, impressed nice. by him. And I remember saying it then. I was like, "This kid, this kid, he's going to be a top two pick." But I think he'll be number one. Yeah, I and,
0: and I I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I legitimately would not be surprised if Montreal goes with him. I. I I, my only concern, though, like we're, we're doing this back and forth. We're all kind of debating who's going to go first. I feel like this, like I said, the safe pick. I mean, if you're Montreal and you want to be safe, you're going to go with Shane Wright because it appeases everybody. They're like, okay, you're going to get a decent two-way player. I know there were some bold comparisons to Patrice Bergeron. I don't believe that. I don't even, I don't think it comes close to that. But um, I think if you want to be bold, you go with Slavkovsky. I'll leave it at that. I hate when they,
1: I, I hate the player comparison stuff. I'm like, the kids, the kids are Same. in the team. Like, it's I like, know. Okay. I know. He, he, he does things like this, but now I don't like, they're just going to name the Selkie trophy after Bergeron. So anybody that gets, you know,
2: <laughs>
1: you, you're setting a kid up for failure right out of the gate on that. But yeah, I can understand, he, he, you know, he fits the pattern, but uh, I, 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 at number one, you want a game changer. And like that kid can score goals at
0: will, I think. So I agree, I agree.
2: Well, it be interesting to find out. We're not that far away from uh, the first overall pick, but I want to go back to Ottawa and uh, thoughts on Colin White, the buyout. Uh, both you guys know Colin White very well. We know, we've talked a lot about him in the room, but yes, he struggled on the ice. Um, the contract wasn't his fault. I just think they gave him way too much money at the beginning. They wanted to make a statement that players want to play here. I get all that. They just overpaid him, and he had to pay the price. Um, Bobby, are you with the buyout? And... Uh, what, what does it do to a player? Because you obviously went through the same thing of being bought out.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, you were on Like he's 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 a great guy in the room. He's he was one of the first to kind of commit to what they were going to do long term, um, and because of that, he got overpaid. Um, I honestly thought he would get another chance because last year seemed to be a bit of a lost year with the injury. Right? It was it wasn't a it was a lost year. Um, yeah, But I spoke to him yesterday. Like, it doesn't matter what we think, um, ultimately. I guess for the organization, it's a good thing. It saves some money, and, and, and you're going to bring in a player to fill that slot, probably with Pinto right out of the gate. But um, Whitey was excited, and that's all that I, you know, as a, as a kid that um, I spent a lot of time with and kind of, I guess, mentored in a sense and, and took under my wing. I, I was happy for him uh, because I think for him to, to be the player that he wants to be, I think he's got to go somewhere else, and that happens a lot um with players it's just the you know you felt like there was a um you know square peg in a round hole for the last couple of years for him so uh he's excited i think you know i didn't even talk to him but he, he lost a lot of money right but at the same time um now he's going to get a one or a two year deal um i think teams are going to reach out to him i think he'll have an abundance of offers i you know personally uh on a show me deal for two years somewhere and then he'll he'll get to just yeah. play and not be um you know not be under the weighted expectations of being the guy that has to bounce back from all the tough tough times in the last couple years so I'm excited for him actually
0: yeah and and I'm curious to see how he handles the adversity moving forward right because we 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 talk about how the he might not be as you know under under as much pressure now because team friendly deal but my concern is like he still has to prove himself right like I, I think at this point with all the injuries he's had he still has to go in and like show out. Like he's got to, he's got to knock someone off or he's yeah. got to do something. So the pressure will be on him. Yeah. But if he's doing everything right this summer, he's working hard, he's getting his body right. I mean, you have to think at this point, like being such a great guy and teammate in the room and likable that he's got everything going for him. So it's literally his job to lose at this point. So I'm with you. And I don't know him as well as yeah. Bobby does. Bobby's got a little more familiar with Colin White, but I've met him a few times. He's a really nice kid. And I know that the guys really liked him in the room. <laughs> Uh, I just wonder. Where, I'm, I guess more than anything, I'm just curious as to where he'll end up and and what kind of role is he going to fill? Like, is he going to be a fourth line center? Is he going to be your third line guy? Because is a team willing to go like there, Bobby? Like, are they willing to just throw him that opportunity right off the bat? Like, I, I think that's where my questions start coming in.
1: Yeah, I, I I do think I think there's enough teams in the league that somebody's going to give him a second to third line role right out of the gate. Um, you think even a second a second line yeah, potentially? Re- I say that knowing that that would be a stretch but I think the third line role um a team would bring him Fair in enough. immediately for saying low you know the low end of what we expect is our third line center to be Colin White and right. maybe we get more offense out of him cuz you know people yeah, forget yeah. the 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 year that he had a great year he was playing with with you know Brady and uh Stoner and and 42 I don't know whether it was Mark Stone right, effect it, yeah yeah, yeah, it's a real thing. And uh, he put some points up, but I, 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 all of a sudden, people were like, "Okay, we got our second line center." And I was like, "I don't know that Whitey was ever going to be that." Um, you know, given given his style of play and everything, but I think he can really, really right. be a good third line center that just bugs players.
0: Um, and then and then gives you some points as well, a little bit here and there. See, Bobby, I don't know. And because I love Whitey, by the way, like I've met him a bunch of times. I know he's a great kid. I don't know what he is as a player. Like, is he is he a grinder slash pest that is good on draws and can get potentially put up some decent points? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what his role is.
1: That that would be my my take on Whitey um, playing, yeah. you know, playing with him a little bit. I think he was elevated early because all first round picks are Um but at the same time, I yeah. think that I think that what you just said is going to be what his uh, his calling is if he wants a long-term NHL career. And then sometimes right. guys don't want to hear that. Like, guys don't want to be told, yeah. I've put up points everywhere, but at this level, I might not be that guy like um, Curtis Lazar. Yeah. Remember? I mean, Curtis, you oh, know, Curtis put up points, won Mem Cups, yeah. and, now, and now he's 27 years old, and now he's found his calling, and he's actually doing really well in his role there. He's doing well. I think that yeah. – yeah. Once any young player kind of accepts that and he's been in the league enough now that I think he should probably say, I might, I might have to really bear down and be this type of player that can give a little yeah. bit more on offense at times. And I, but I think you nailed it with what you said. He's got to be a pest. He's got to win face off. Um, and he's got to really, really commit to the defensive side of the puck and, and then he's going to find his yeah. spot.
0: Yeah. Well said.
2: That's the problem with the draft, right? Is that you once you're a first round pick you get pigeonholed that if you don't do something spectacular then it's a bust and you like the pressure on these 18 year old kids to be successful it's crazy like it's It's crazy
0: it's crazy it's tough i know yeah
2: Yeah.
1: i I really got to fly under the radar being such a high pick going to a place like anaheim um that you know outside of the organization it didn't feel like there was any weight on my shoulders but you know like the drafts in Montreal, they got the first pick, whoever's, you know, whoever's life's going to change in a couple, oh. in an hour or whatever it is here. I mean, the, the expectations are just going to be phenomenal. So I always yeah. look for the player over well, the team in these,
0: you know, in these circumstances. And you were lucky, Bobby, right? Because you were able to go to a team that was, like you said, but it was a good team, right? Like like you were still playing in California. It was kind of quiet as far as being, you know, if you're a Canadian uh, fan, and watching hockey you're probably not watching a ton you're not paying attention but they had a great freaking hockey team and that, so it was the best it was literally like the best case scenario for you
1: it was yeah yeah I got well, I got to fly under the radar for one and then on top of it I came into a great like a great veteran hockey team like that's all you can ask for it because yeah. I, I was the only young guy for a while there so it was it was yeah. uh, a really good situation for me
2: so uh, I so, so the, the draft is in the draft is in Montreal. Uh, the last time I was and I covered it, and Louis LeBlanc was the first round pick. Uh, I think he ended up being 17th or something. We had to. Uh, I was doing a story on basically him being the next Guy Fleur. That was the pressure on Louis LeBlanc coming into Montreal, oh being French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good luck. It's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah. and and Louis never and he never panned out. And and to be that obviously to be an NHL regular, and I just. I think back to all the pressure that gets put on these kids to really have yeah, to try it. and fight through that. Yeah. Like, the mental they're part too of young. Is crazy. Wally.
0: They're too young. Listen, yeah. listen. When I drafted, I know best to this. I can still remember players that were highly ranked guys. These are guys that just hit puberty long before. And other guys, right? So these were like men going into the draft. And then they, but they peaked, like they peak early. So that's where it gets challenging for a lot of the GMs and the scouting staff. And I'm sure they're aware of it, but you got, like, you got these guys that are like man-childs that are going in and you know, you know what you're getting right away with that player, but then you've got all these undercover players that are still progressing, that are still even growing and getting better. So that's where you have to figure it out and juggle a little But A lot of these top 10 guys, like they're fully developed dudes. They're ready to rock and play. And so that's where you've got those undercover players that are flying under the radar a little bit in two years or three years, four years down the road. Wow. They're eclipsing those top 10 picks or a couple of them, you know? So it's, it's business. Yeah, it's very true.
2: Uh, Just a reminder. Uh, Colin White with some work to do. And uh, speaking of work, our good friends at Bonisher Excavating Inc. Like to do lots of work. Uh, mm. You need some or landscaping needs. Give them a call. 613-432-1120. Also, just a reminder that BEI uh, is hiring uh, if you're looking for some work. So visit bonisherexcavating.com and uh, get in touch with them today. Um, the first pick is about to be announced as we
0: wait to see who it is. Ah, um, shit. I don't have it on my TV here. I just got, I just got a text from Ryan...
1: Hey, I got a text from Ryan DeZingle. He said, "Boy, everybody come out of retirement. Chicago's trading everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, let's go."
1: <laughs> he's like, "Let's go!"
0: I miss that kid, man. <laughs> oh, he's a good dude. He just got married, eh? He's a yeah. No, yeah. last yeah. year for him.
1: It was last year, yeah, yeah. They had uh, yeah, good for um, him kind of a COVID wedding. It ended up being like a courthouse thing. And he's like, are you coming across the country? I said, not for that.
2: Said, I'll send you a good gift.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great.
2: <laughs> I liked Ryan Dezingle. He's a lot of fun. He um, yeah,
0: he's a good dude.
2: So, do you want to talk about your draft, Bobby? And the and it was in Ottawa. Uh, how strange yeah. it was to be thrown together because it was just after the lockout ends there is no real setup. Yeah. It's just, is it just you and Sid?
1: Uh, there there was 20 of us in the room, in the Weston ballroom, um, and a makeshift stage and all that. Just honestly, if it wasn't for Sid, I think they probably would have just said, you guys are getting drafted online and be ready for the call kind of yeah. thing. But, uh, <laughs> you could, yeah, I mean, you could, we brought three people, you could bring three people. I brought my parents and, and, uh, agent, and, um, you, you know, Kind of lost its luster, but I'll never forget. Like, somebody invited somebody decided on the top 20 picks to invite, and they invited Ryan Stoa. And uh, we all got drafted in the first round, except for him. I think he ended up being like the 67th or eighth pick or something like that. He sat in that waiting room for like three and a half hours by himself. Uh, we, uh, We were done media, going to dinner with our family, and I remember him still sitting there waiting for his name to be called. I felt horrific for him. So, um, it was, you know, I guess it, ultimately my experience wasn't too bad because I got to get in and get out uh, and and go about getting ready for the season. But um, that, uh, honestly, that's one of the biggest things I remember is because I liked so I played with them a little bit. I was like, that's just a terrible, terrible situation to be in.
2: No kidding. That is tough. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but I had some. What had do you remember? Fun. I found about- my way across the uh, across the border to Hull.
0: <laughs> I think What it's, a great it's, spot, it's, eh? I'll oh, never forget, oh,
1: it. me and Kerry Price and Kendall McArdle and a couple other players right to, right to Cosmo's.
0: <laughs> Cosmo! Man, yeah. when I used to go out there when I was 17, I was illegally going to a bar with a fake ID. People were still hacking <laughs> darts in there. And I still remember one night being there and some guy, I think it was a bouncer. He got shot at the door. And all I remember was hearing the shot and hiding under a table. Like, I'm like diving through people to get under a table. Yeah. And I'm drink, And I had my drink in my hand the whole time, never dropped it. Yeah.
1: Good good to know, boy. He was okay.
0: I think he got got (laughs) it in the shoulder and he like walked to the back. So I want to make sure everyone knows like, it's not like some guy's laying on the floor and I was hiding under a table with my, you know, Ryan Ginger or whatever it was.
1: <laughs>
0: right yeah but what do you think wally i don't
1: have to go through it
2: yeah no i sorry i brought this whole thing up um we'll just move on <laughs> <before>. <laughs> is uh daniel alfredson before we get to LeBreton, uh we haven't had a chance to talk since alfie uh was selected into the hall of fame uh bobby are you surprised uh that he's in or that it took this long uh what are your thoughts uh no
1: i guess i'm not surprised it didn't take this long but i i'm not surprised he's in i think he should have been in a while ago um sounds like he was surprised because somebody called him and he wasn't even paying attention (laughs) uh from what i read in a quote but um yeah that being said he's i mean he's he's certainly a hall of famer the career and the numbers speak for themselves so um Happy for him, but really happy for Ottawa because, I'd like, they, you know, the city and what yeah. I see on Twitter is very minimal to what you guys see, I'm sure. But um, the city really campaigned for it. So it's it's really nice to see him reward it.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm Dude. sick of fluffing yeah, I, Alfie up, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Bobby summed it up perfectly. There you go.
2: Well, you should remind people that Alfie did show up to your Jersey retirement with the Gloucester Rangers. So The only player. No,
0: no, 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 no. Oh, hey, let's get it straight. That was at Wadena you know, for the Ottawa Sting, not Gloucester.
2: Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> bad. I'm sorry. I got the minor teams mixed Thank up.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Alfie coached this thing actually at one point. Um,
0: yeah, and and, and I mean, kudos Alfie, to Craig if we. Alfie's ex- Alfie's yeah. experience doing that wasn't terrific either. He was telling me about it how dealing with parents was an absolute fucking nightmare. So if there's anybody out there living. Don't be a nightmare parent when you're playing, you know, when your kids are playing on a team. Understand that these coaches are volunteering and your kid likely won't play in the national hockey league. Get over that <laughs> and just be there for them and enjoy the time that you have because your kid will remember if you were a psychopath.
2: Uh, I, That's well said. I've been on the board of yeah, I was on the board of a Triple A Hockey Association. I can completely I know, yeah, the craziness of yeah. parents. Uh, I have stories for oh, days, crazy. so maybe we'll tell them someday. Um, yeah. Before we let you go, Bobby, I want your thoughts on Le Breton. Uh, will it make a difference to players wanting to play here? Let's just say the Sens are a 500 hockey team in four years. Uh, I, I'm just picking a, an even number before people get excited. Uh, will it make a difference for you to sign as a UFA if they have a better arena downtown uh, and a much better setup?
1: Yeah, would Yeah, I think that's uh, that would go a long way for me as a guy being recruited um, because doing that means you can live down there and get and really get immersed in the city a little bit better than I think a lot of players do at this point. Westboro is so close to there as well. Um, Yeah, it would it would absolutely make a difference to me And, and nobody wants to play in a bad arena, a brand new arena for the next 10 years is going to attract a lot of players for sure.
0: Yep. Yeah, I totally agree. I, agree. I mean, how do you argue with this? I mean, you guys, Wally, Wally, you already know where I stand on this, right? Like, and yeah. and, and Bobby and I both played in Canada. Like, you know, we, we understand it was, we had a good time when we were playing there. But imagine playing downtown. you got all these people going out after their work. You know, they're grabbing a couple of drinks. They're going to the rink. You just know the atmosphere is going to be fantastic. And it's going to be yeah. gorgeous. The facility is going to be first class. People, I, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. Like, I'm, I'm pumped to bring my kids, you know? So I think um, it's a huge win for the Ottawa Senators in the city. Um, and not only that, like, yeah. think about it. Like, forget the Ottawa Senators. What about all the, the concerts, the big names that are going to be coming in? I mean, it's just everybody wins yeah. in this scenario. And uh, I'm, I'm a big fan, and I'm happy that uh, I finally got it sorted out.
1: Yeah, uh, that's a great the point. Way, they, and, the the, the economy is going to go through the roof yeah, if yeah, you man. get that no, yeah, just, the economy exactly. would go through
2: yep. the roof. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Agreed. Uh, um, we are 20 minutes into the draft show and they have yet to make a first round selection. Uh, or first. What a pick joke. I just, uh, um, I just well, read a tweet
1: that I will Gary, say there... Gary Bettman is stumbling through the French part of his speech right now.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> uh,
1: I just read. Yeah. Somebody's like, I don't know if Gary Bettman's speaks French, but if he does, he's terrible.
2: <laughs> now, and there has been, uh, obviously, a couple of big stories that uh, have taken precedent, and that's obviously Brian Marchman and uh, Mike Bossy uh, passing of recent. So uh, I do know that they have uh, brought that up early on in the draft show. Um, before yeah. uh, uh, we're done here, is, uh, do either of you know Trent Mann very well who just got promoted to assistant general manager uh, Ryan Bonus is also an AGM as well, uh, son of Rick
0: Bonus. Um, well, I'll, that... I'll go, I'll go, I'll go first really briefly because yeah. I, I I'm sure Bobby might know one. Of the, I don't know, I don't know, man, but I know, I know Bonus well because he was one of the training camps that I that I went to. In fact, I think it was the first training camp that I attended with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, and I can still remember Ryan shaking my hand. And and break almost breaking it like a, like is way too firm a handshake like it was beyond um, civil <laughs> you know so anyway but re, but really nice guy very personable immediately have a conversation with him so a, a couple great hires there
2: interesting yeah
1: I, um, know. I I know I know I don't know Trent for more than really hello in a couple conversations here and there um, yeah. but he's he's very very highly regarded in the scouting circles I believe and um yeah I, I think he's done a re- he's done a fantastic job really if you look at some of the picks that he's made and um I don't I hope that you can kind of keep him in that role a little bit as well because I think he's he's a really good asset in that role um but I do Agreed. think he's 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 he fits the he fits what they're doing and he's and you kept the guy in house to promote I think that's a great thing.
2: Yep. 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 Well said Bob. I but- think eventually he he becomes GM at some point. Um, finally, have either one of you seen the documentary series "Unrivaled" uh, about the Colorado Avalanche-Detroit Red Wings uh, rivalry? Oh yeah, it's so good.
1: You watch? I was gonna give this. I didn't know if Matt watched it. It's, I, it's phenomenal. No, Bobby, it
0: is, Bobby, I it's haven't phenomenal. seen it. I've seen all the, I've seen oh, all man. the trailers. But it, it, it didn't. It did it not just come out like a couple of days ago?
2: Yeah, about I just a week ago, it maybe. Night.
0: Yeah, give or take. Yeah. Um, no, like, like more recent, like a day ago, maybe or two.
1: No, I mean, I watched. I watched I, it a couple. I watched it about four or five days ago, and it. Um, yeah, but and you're I watched in it over the last You days.
0: Everything first.
1: Fair, fair. Um, but that being said, it was it, it was a phenomenal, phenomenally well done documentary. So get it done. Awesome. Yeah, get on that so method. Good. I will, brother. Yeah. I
0: will. I'll watch it.
2: It was extremely good. All right, the uh, before we let you go, the first pick is about to be announced, and then uh, we'll let everybody enjoy the show. Uh, Bobby, I want to appreciate you. Uh, if I don't get to say it, appreciate you coming on as always. You're so good. Uh, we appreciate you. You guys, uh, 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 saying, man, you
1: Bobby. guys kept me from date night. Yeah, I appreciate. it. I got to go do a, an escape <laughs> room with Tyler Johnson and the wives. I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? Oh, All that's right. great.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Oh wow. All right, All right, I appreciate you guys. See having you later. Me. All right, man.
2: See you guys, All right, Bobby. Take care. There goes Bobby Ryan, one of the true, uh, will him just a beauty, right? Like, I, I just a love great, having him on the guy. show.
0: Good guy. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
2: Uh, Math, uh, back to your, uh, your, I don't know if you said in the show, I think so. Your yeah. son caught his first fish today, by the way. Was yeah, it, uh, yeah. like what's the size of this thing?
0: Uh, it was about a, I want to say it was like a, maybe a pound and a half or a two pound, Yeah. It's aggressive it was nice. a small bass small small mouth but that's okay, okay. i mean for him when, for him, he was when he's landed. like five so exciting yeah he's four yeah <laughs> he had a, yeah he had so a, 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 an avengers like fishing rod that we got a canadian tire right so it was nah. it was exciting for him yeah
2: uh so good um
0: yeah. all right yeah.
2: uh they're about to make the pick
0: so i wait, still think wally they... i can't wally yeah. i can't see anything right now are they on the stage
2: yeah, yeah. Everybody's lining up. Okay, we'll talk me through it. Of here. course, let's on, talk in, this through. In TV Land, in TV Land, it's delayed. So on Twitter, it's probably going to be there before TV
0: Land. Ah, okay. Well, I still think. Who do you think it's going to be, Wally? Quick. I I think it's. Um,
2: oh,
0: I, I'm going to. Hmm, Seflosky. Oh, Bob Father. The Bob Father already chimed in. Rizofsky. Yeah,
2: they met with yeah. him this morning. Uh, Jeff Molson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did they? Jeff Molson met with him this okay. morning. Yeah, I just think it's. I a think better it's the pick. right pick. Well,
0: yeah, I agree.
2: But boy, oh boy, what if Shane Wright lights it up throughout his career?
0: Yeah, but listen, and he may, he may, he legitimately may do that. Uh, you know, yeah. As Bobby mentioned, we're talking about seventeen-year-olds. Right, like it's so yep. unpredictable. But I think I think right now, based off of the two games that I saw both of them playing, and I know most Sense fans don't give two shits about any of this stuff as far as these other players, but 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 yep. Slavkovsky was a little bit more dynamic. He's a much bigger man. Um, just he just seems like he's got it, right? A little bit more of that it yep. factor where it's Shane Right yeah. maybe more of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's literally the only assessment that I can give because these kids are so young. Like, for all we know, yep. you know, uh, you know, a player that falls down to that fifth or sixth slot might be a better player. You just don't know.
2: Absolutely. Um, all right, yeah. we've tempted your uh, internet way too long. I, it still hasn't really crashed except once. I think we've. I think okay. we've killed this draft because you have been able to stay online this long. This may be the best <laughs> thing we've ever done.
0: Okay. Fair Duct tape fair
2: and glue and stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll see you work next th- time. <laughs> I go enjoy the cottage. uh Work on that tan.
0: All right. See you guys. Okay. Bye. See you. Everybody.